Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into The Fire podcast. We're back to Game of Thrones again with another John chapter. Yes, this is a very short John chapter. Uh, before we get into the chapter, I would like to um, discuss an oversight that um, I should have mentioned already regarding John. Um, his name, John Snow. Um, in the world of Westeros, they have what they call bastard names by region. For if an illegitimate um, son or daughter of, I think, generally um, with at least one noble parent, um, if they're from the north, they're snow. If they're from the reach, they're flowers. If they're from Dorne, they're sand, and so on. So Jon Snow's name actually um, shows his supposed parentage. Plot twist. This changes. And we won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't spoil it now if this changes. If he was to married or not have a child himself, um, they would also be He's snow so. and have the same associated stigma. Yeah. Now you'd He's think that... Um, I actually saw this on an online forum somewhere. Um... About why doesn't why is there so much stigma of being born to a snow? What, considering that also connects you to nobles. Well, why be a stigma? Aren't all these bastard names associated with nobles? So yeah. So you would think I agree. That's sort of a divergence from uh, <clears throat> a lot of history because in a lot of history, even ba- bastards of nobility will tend to have some sort of certain position or right. Not always. Sometimes they don't. But uh, in a number of cases, they do. And you would think somebody like Jon Snow would. He's not. He's pretty... He's very... He's practically a hostage, the way that um, that uh, Euron Greyjoy is treated, like, in his situation. It's it's a very similar thing. Like, he's... Euron Greyjoy? No, not Euron. Sorry. Yeah. Theon? Um, Theon Greyjoy. Sorry! I was like, um, yeah, not Euron. No, th- Euron Theon. is more like the type to hold no, a hostage. No, 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 no. But... but no. Euron's different. And we get to him later. But Theon Greyjoy is the one who's more like, uh, like that. And it's very similar with Jon Snow. Like, he's there, he's in the family's hospitality, but he's considered an outsider still even though he is technically um, related, in theory, to uh, Ned Stark. Now, um, another thing is that there's a lot of extra resentment because uh, Ned is, like, considered, you know, um, you know, loyal to his uh, lady, uh, uh, Catelyn. So... So him even he, having he, an illegitimate son like at all is very... Uh... And it's like a stain on the family, and people, like, treat John as something that's there that they don't want there. And uh, also, while I'm on the subject, there's at least one case totally unconnected with Jon Snow. Um, somebody has um, the name Waters, which is the the bastard name for, um, like, around King's Landing, and... That had been in the family long enough, and somebody just like, okay, this is gonna be our new house name, and we're gonna call ourselves Longwaters. Like that's been a thing. Yeah. Like somebody actually decides, hey, I'm gonna, 
just change this a little and make it its own. Anyway, back to John. He's um get he's preparing to set off north to take the black with um some other recruits and with um accompany his uncle Benjamin. Yeah. And he goes to say goodbye to Bran, who is still unconscious in his room. Yeah, and it's very, uh, it's very sad, especially how they describe. Yeah, Bran. Bran looks in really poor shape, and there's a lot of bird-like imagery, like talking about like how skinny his fingers are, and yeah, and how uh, just basically how wasted he away he is, and how he's. Like skeletal and as if the uh, first breeze is going to carry him to his grave, as the words say, basically. Because at this point, he's just living on like honey as much as they can like, get into his mouth while he's not conscious. To yeah, and he's still very much unconscious. At the bird imagery, that's important. That's um. Yeah, it looks like a claw. They describe one of his hands. So that's... and Bran's association with birds, you know, that's going to continue to be a thing. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, he says goodbye to Bran, and Catelyn is in the room, too, and she's stayed up with Bran um, for days at a time, and she hasn't slept at all or eaten anything, and... She's also, yeah, she's also really, really, really upset about all of the, uh, about all of this in addition to this and everything that's going on with Ned, and she has a lot on her mind with that, and so then John shows up, and John, she associates with... Ned's infidelity, um, and she, of course, doesn't like that, and she doesn't like even seeing, uh, John there, and John, but John is pretty determined to say goodbye to him. And, anyway, Catelyn says to John, it should have been you. you know, who well, fell that, off he the... says that, she says that later, there's a lot building up to that. Uh, she first tells him to leave, and he says no. She goes so far as to threaten to call the guards, and he defiantly, uh, says, go ahead, basically. And keep in mind, always, that, uh, you always get the, uh, Kit Harrington image with a lot of people like me, but it's like, the thing is, John's 14 here? Still. Yeah, still 14. So he's still young. Still very young. So imagine, you know, this, this, you know, grown woman threatening this child, basically. Um, I mean, I guess he's meant to be somewhat, uh, taller, but I can't help but imagine a 14-year-old kid Harrington and therefore extra small. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also picturing 14-year-old kid, now what, back when he worked at that book, no, he wasn't 14 then. No, but like, Uh, younger than that. So The youngest picture of kid I've seen where he's not a child kid. Um, so I'm just he's like that. in his late teens and working at a bookstore and being like, I don't like carrying these cop boxes full of Game of Thrones books. They're heavy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I hate Game of Thrones. I never see. I hope I never see it again. Oh, um, but he. Uh, but I'm imagining somebody you know like that who would be small and you know he standing up to this woman who is the queen. Not queen, um, but yeah, lady of. She may uh, is she's the queen of the region for all he for all he or anyone else cares. He she's the lady of the region. She's the rule. She's 
he may as well be the ruler as far as almost anyone is concerned. Um, and he stands up to her, but, you know, she sort of relents and doesn't really care because she's, as Sarah said, very zonked out, very much zombified. She's, it always describes her as, you know, only half acknowledging John. So I'm imagining also she's not like she's, she, 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 as Sarah said, she says that line and I think that's, it's because he says, he tries to comfort her in like a weird moment of like him actually attempting solidarity with this woman who is not his friend, even though she really should be, but she isn't. And he says, it, it wasn't your fault. And I, that is what actually provokes the reaction. And then she's like, and he says goodbye first and she stops him. And he's like, John, by the way, it should have been you. So like... John, who, as you uh, were saying before we started the podcast, John, who is not climbing around on the roof. Yeah, so. he doesn't do any of this. It's like, what does that even mean? It should have been you. It's like, it should have been you, John. Like, you could have made her drunk for that. Uh, but no, she's despondent. It's worse. It's depression. So she's finding some way to lash out at her. Um... And Rob is there. He sort of just pops up there uh, to say goodbye to both to John and also to see Bran. And but she's not thinking that toward Rob because she actually likes Rob. Well, because Rob's her, her Rob's her son, and uh, and he's like saying, "Oh, Bran's not going to die. I know it." And you know, everyone's like, you know, it's like, "Oh, it's Rob. He's being." And how old is Rob, Sarah? He's. About the same age as John at that point. He's either yeah. 14 or 15. Oh, so is he older than John? They're about the same. Yeah, I thought we thought John was older. I might have mistook that. John's not older. They're either the same or maybe... I thought there was like Actually, a year Actually, no. Rob was, was 15 older. in the next book, so they're both 14. Okay, so they're both 14. Um, <laughs> John, Rob sort of offers a contrast to John. He's trying to be optimistic, and he's trying, you know... Lady Stark loves him because he's her son and he's trying. Now, what John says next, I think, is very interesting. He says, you Starks are hard to kill. It seemed like John had thought of himself as a Stark, sort of. Um, and he, uh, he does, but he doesn't refer to himself as a Stark in front of the yeah, Starks. Yeah, and that's what, well, in front of Catelyn especially. And that's sort of an interesting way that he really separates himself and especially because he's about to take the black. Because what, 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 this is like, what, a day before he takes the black or something? Well, it's going to take a little while for him to get no, but up there. No, before he but... leaves, right? Is this like the day that he leaves? Yeah, this is right before he leaves. Okay, so it's right before he leaves. It's the day of him leaving. Um, and you can kind of tell that him, like, he's... Then it's a good to... week or two's ride to yeah. get... But he, he's, he's saying goodbye to everyone. He's separating himself. Uh, and Ghost is coming with him, right? Ghost is coming with him. So they're going to let this 14-year-old have a dire wolf uh, with them. And Ghost is, like, how old at this point? I know he's still kind of a puppy, but... I'm not sure, but yeah, still a puppy, but... Um, as I like can say, still a puppy is still... A little less, I'd say. Okay. So getting there. Um, and... And, you know, they, but they have a brotherly hug. Um, and, 
you know, they say goodbye, and then John sees Arya. And he bring, and he brings to Arya a really special gift. Yep, what is that, Sarah? He brings a sword from um, their blacksmith, Micken. And this isn't you know, a big sword like you know, a big man would use. It's uh, a small Bravos water dancing style blade. So think similar to a rapier for fencing. And it's perfect size for her because she's, you know, a skinny kid and it comes in a nice scabbard and... Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah, it's nice of course little, thrilled to get this. Yeah, it's a very nice little sword. Um, and it's meant to, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's meant to that. It's meant to do that. And, you know, Arya is being punished, uh, as it is. So she's kind of down because Septa, uh, Mordain, is it? Yes. Is the one that, uh, yeah, I have to always keep track of these characters. Septa Mordain is trying to teach her how to be a proper southern lady and not just throw things uh in her suitcase and Arya thinks it's stupid which you know you know yeah, it kind of any kids going to agree with that uh, these days especially and you know I agree with it half the time but you know I mean that's just how it is people like it fits in the and it closes isn't that good enough yeah well either way she's being She's being trained by Septa Mordain, um, and um, Septa Mordain is, uh, you know, pretty harsh on that. Um, and they, of course, have a few jokes at her expense, apparently, of how hairy Septa Mordain is, because talk about shaving and... As if women shaved their legs back then. They may have. Um... It's. I don't know how it is in Westeros. I know that there's like you know varying degrees of that in various cultures, but I don't know what exactly, um, what exactly is going on with that, um, and so, so John presents her with the sword, and said, and you know Arya actually takes it and tests it out and tries it. And what is what does John say to her, Sarah? To stick her with the point, stick them with the pointy end. So there you go. That's like that makes me wonder. Like that's the quote. That's the meme. That's yeah. Well, that's like one of those things that's been done in many other media forms, and I just wonder. I mean, this was written in what, like ninety? You said uh, ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Was it really? I thought it was okay. Um... That's like what was it? That was uh, that was one of those. I don't know if it was Mask of Zara. It was one of those movies where it's like, do you even know how to use that thing? It's like, oh, the pointy end goes in the other man. Um, <laughs> this is like recalling to me the times when some, oh, in a red wall, in all those red wall, Brian Jake's book, where some young creature is given a nice sword before they go off questing and. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll find a lot of fans overlap. They love Redwall and they love Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so they're doing that, and uh, 
She asks who I practice with, and what does John say to that? Um, I actually don't remember any of the she, books in front of you. Oh, <laughs> here, I'll give it to you. You'll find someone. King's Landing is a true city, a thousand times the size of Winterfell. Until you find a partner, watch how they fight in the yard, run and ride, make yourself strong, and whatever you do, and then they say it together, don't tell Sansa. Yeah. That's that's the thing. And John messes up her hair and says, I'll miss you, little sister. And then she looks like she's going to cry and wishes they were coming with, he was coming with them. Um, and he says, different roads sometimes lead to the same castle. Who knows? Um, which just, that's interesting. Is that foreshadowing? Or? Well, also, yeah, I mean, it's probably foreshadowing, but it's also, of course, probably a phrase, a turn of phrase there. So, um. And, oh, and John says that he he's going to spend his first year on the wall emptying chamber pots if he keeps Uncle Ben waiting any longer. And oh so boy. he goes off. <laughs> And what, it, what was the last exchange between them? All the best... Um, all the best swords have names. And Arya's like, yes, like ice. And does this one have a name? Tell me. And John says, can't you guess your very favorite thing? And Arya's like, needle. Yep. And yeah, she laughs and says the memory of her laughter... Warmed him on the long ride north. Oh well, yeah, they yeah. They're, uh, they're you know, you know how much Seth Arya loves needlework. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, well, and by loves it, I mean doesn't. And it becomes sort of, becomes sort of course shadowing. So anyway, that was uh, that chapter. It's a very short chapter, but it's a very interesting chapter. Um, you get to see some shadowing of Jon Snow and. Arya, um, and, uh, Bran, Catelyn, all those people, and, um, we honestly should wrap it up now, I think, so, Sarah, you have any last words? Uh, not really, our next Game of Thrones chapter is going to be a Daenerys one, and also we'll be continuing to finish up The Hobbit. Thank you for listening to Cast It Into the Fire podcast, and good night, all.